Chris Ryle Wright in Tight Shorts, The Greatest Stories Never Written. Good morning. I trust this finds you well. Welcome back to another Tight Shorts. Today's sponsor is Air Apparent, your one-stop wig shop. Today's episode is Elbows Off the Table, David. August, 1859. Morning Wood, Frontier Town. It has been six months since the great storm. The damage to the town and properties was still apparent, where once the horses fed and drank from troughs, they now licked at buildings and sidewalks, or what would pass as a sidewalk, for it was frontier town, and one can never be sure if there were, in fact, designated sidewalks. Like many other local business owners, Eli Crane had struggled since the storm. Money was tight, but he wasn't the only one. Everyone in the town in their way had had to adapt and make do with the changing circumstances. Eli had previously run a saloon, but the cruel winds of that storm had carried away one of his O's. In better times it would only have taken five to eight days to have a new O imported, for they needed designing and cutting and matching to the remaining O. Well, it wasn't possible. Eli, like everyone else, just simply couldn't afford it. So, being the bright spark that he was, he simply rolled with the punches and turned his saloon into a salon. In many ways, this couldn't have worked out better. His betrothed, Lucinda Creek Dawson, was a talented head artist. There was nothing she could do with head that wouldn't amaze and surprise even the most experienced receivers. They did good business. They figured that haircuts would never go out of fashion, and they continued to thrive where others struggled. There was a great concern, though, one he rarely spoke about to anyone. He lived in a man's world, where private considerations and feelings were not aired publicly. He was lucky, though. He had one great friend, one great confidant, his dear erstwhile companion, Joe Turtle. Joe was a mule skinner and calligrapher of some note. They'd grown up together, gone through school, and had their first wank together on the bridge overlooking the church. One night, Eli invited Joe to meet him by the brook. Joe, I got a problem. I think Lucinda's cheating on me. Joe looked concerned. Lucinda? No. Lucinda'd never cheat on you. She'd never cheat on anyone. No, Joe. I'm not kidding. Something's up, and it ain't my pecker. Remember the time that that traveling snake oil salesman came through town? Joe hung his head, remembering. Lucinda had run away with this snake-oil salesman 
and possibly, if rumours were true, had given birth to his children. And that's not counting the time that she ran off with that travelling man-oil sales snake. I know my woman. She could charm the feathers off a goose, the teeth off a tramp, the tits off a tractor. She's cheating on me, and I don't know what to do. Joe comforted his friend. You know what, Eli? Whenever I feel down, wherever I feel in doubt, you know what I do? I just get on my horse and hitch on the wagon, and I ride away. I go and do something else. I go and distract myself. And maybe, after all the trials and the turmoil of this town these last months, maybe that's what you should be doing. I reckon you should go and see your auntie and your uncle. Take a trip to Dick City. Recuperate. Rewind. Relax. Come back in a couple of months. See how you feel. In his heart, Eli knew that this was good advice. His business was doing well, all things considered. Lucinda had most of the customers in the palm of her hand. She was known fondly in the area as Lucy Lucinda, not because of any sexual history, but simply because her bones were not desirably connected. This made her agile and quick, where one person would take fifteen to twenty minutes over a chore, she could have it off in five to ten. So that night, Eli packed a trunk, threw it into the wagon, and set off for Dick City. Tight Shorts Dick City lay forty miles south of Morning Wood. The road was treacherous. There were hazards. Wild animals, steep inclines, and rocky mountains. The terrain was unforgiving, and since the storm, there were mudslides, ditches, unforeseen hazards and terrors. Inevitably, only three to four miles out of Morning Wood, Eli's wagon got stuck in some mud. This isn't just mud, as you and I may know it. Not your common garden mud. This was thick, like clay. And the wheel sank further, with every attempt from Eli to release it. The later it got, the colder it got. Eli had only one choice. He had to turn back, find Joe, and seek his assistance. The walk back seemed long, much longer than by wagon, and Eli considered that perhaps this is why the wagon had become so popular in recent times. On walking back into Morning Wood, Eli knew where he would find Joe. Joe was a bit of a night owl. He enjoyed gambling with some of the older folk, and they do it round the back of the chemist, where they wouldn't get caught by the sharp eye of the law. So Eli, casually, turned the corner, and found the men gambling at the table. Oh, uh, I don't suppose you folks have seen uh, Joe anywhere. The old men 
grunted and sighed, and Eli could see his friend wasn't there. By this point he was quite chilly and certainly hungry, so he decided to sneak back into the salon and hope that he wouldn't wake his other half, who would be sound asleep by this hour, if not awake and worrying about his whereabouts. He took out his keys and entered the salon by the back door. On entering he noted that the lamp was still on. Odd, he thought. And he walked in, to a sight he would never forget. There was his friend Joe Turtle, with his hand up the skirt of his beloved Lucinda. Joe panicked. Oh, uh, Eli, oh, um, yeah, ooh, uh, ooh, uh, ooh, uh, ooh, uh, it's not, ooh. Quit it, Joe, said Eli. I see what's going on here. I'm a fool, but I'm not blind. Eli left, his fists clenched, his anger rising. He'd lost his girlfriend, and he'd lost his wagon. In this town, that was everything. If you didn't have those things, you were nothing but a jester. Joe ran out of the salon, chasing after his friend. Oh, uh, oh Eli, I... Ooh, uh, um, uh, ooh, yeah. Quit it, Joe. We need to settle this like men. If indeed that's what you are. They agreed to settle things by drawing pistols at dawn. An official adjudicator determined that the first bullet to make entry into Dawn, who was a trainee stylist at the salon, was Eli's. Joe and Eli shook hands. They agreed to make amends and put the past behind them. So together they walked out those few miles to the wagon stuck in the mud. Eli took one side of the wheel and Joe took the other and they raised it from its shallow grave. Both men boarded the wagon and headed out to Dick City, Australia. Next time on Tight Shorts. Once bitten, twice. You have been listening to Chris Ryle Wright in Tight Shorts. Follow, share, and subscribe for more. Music by Rob Joy, with the voice of Jodie Elms.